Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Store Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Koval. It is a quarantined edition, unfortunately, because I really love uh, the guests that we have via a Zoom call today. They, in my estimation, are the, the first couple of Chicago hip-hop who have put on and in uh, work, have done work for the culture for, for a, a minute now and uh, have really done the work, too, of educating and, and putting on for the next generation as well. Uh, cool Out Chris is one of my favorite producers around the planet, and Amina is one of the fiercest MCs that has ever touched a microphone. Together, they make up urbanized music, and they are in the corner store today. Y'all... Yo. Thank you, Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having us. Dang, no. Yes, no. we're honored. And Cool Out is also my favorite producer. So oh, just, you know. And Amina is one of my favorite MCs and the most fierce MCs. So there we go. Listen. We start off on the right foot. That's right. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, Thanks for you, having us, Kevin. No, man. Look, I, I really appreciate y'all taking time out. And this is a long time coming for me. And, and I always... Look forward to the opportunity to building with you guys. So, so I, I, I um, you know, soon hopefully we will have the opportunity to do it face to face. Now we do it face to face via the internets. Um, That's right. So still connected. Yes, yeah, still connected. That's right, man. That's right. Um, and also, please excuse me. You know, uh, internets. I also have a new puppy in the building, so she is in the back. Oh, yeah, thank you. She is in the back, uh, barking, and making noise. Her name is Minnow, aka Min One, aka Mini Min, and she is. Oh, uh, right. you know, Will we get to meet her? Yeah, I'll, yeah. By the end of this, I'll, I'll grab her and and, and let, let y'all Fair holler. Enough. She'll 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 want to meet you guys. Um, but look, look, y'all. I, I mean, how how are you guys doing in this time, man? I mean, you guys, of course. Uh, endure everything together because you are, uh, you know, a, you know, you are a a married duo. Um, But, but in quarantine and through these times, I mean, are are you all, uh, how are you, how are you guys holding up? Um, We're holding up. Um, It's, 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 it's definitely been an interesting ride. Our daughter graduated and got her BFA in musical theater Yes. In the living room. In the living room. Wow. Um, which wow. was special. Shout out Aria, um, right? And so, you know, I'm locked in with two artists. And um, I guess if there were a situation that I had to be locked in with, this this would be the way to go. Yes. But still, you know, we're, we're in a pivotal time in our lives and in our journeys. So it's definitely a moment to reflect. And I, I think we've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of reflecting and um, and just, you know, really use, utilizing the time, you know, working on new music, you know, strategizing, putting some plans and stuff together, some other things, especially knowing that we had this kind of like new, you know, way that we move forward now. Um, having those things in mind as you put together your, your ideas and your process of how you're going to do things. So. But it's been really cool. And I, like I say, you know, with, with having a bunch of artists, you know, a couple of artists in the house, you know, it's always singing, it's music, you know. You know, we still DJ. We got the vinyl. You know what I'm saying? So we got the 45s going, the guitar. I got the electric drum kit. So it's always something jumping off in here. You know, so that's yeah. always positive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool out. I've appreciated the beat you've been putting up as well. And uh, Thank you, I, it was one of the one of the last ones. I think particularly. I I I don't know if the sample was. It's I don't know the the imagery um, in, at least invoked some Black Panther uh, work um, yeah but uh, and I don't, I don't know what the sample was but just 
man, just really appreciate those Thank those you. those joints. I, I could I could tell you what the sample is, but then I'd have to kill you. So. Yeah, uh, listen, I no, I, I got a new puppy, so you you understand how this goes. I, I, listen, I, that that's that's what by mean. Like I don't know the sample. I would never. I'm not. I'm I'm not a snitch. I would never out you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, messing with you. But no, thank you a lot, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I've been yeah putting up the music and you know just using the the social media platforms also to keep content out and definitely awareness. You know of, of what's going on right now. So, but as artists, we have to use our platform to definitely speak about current situations and. You know, just your opinions and, and not find yourself getting too rattled with this side or that side, but just really being focused on what makes the most sense and trying to convey the right message. Yeah. Well, and, and y'all, y'all mentioned your daughter, who's also an incredible human being and a, and a really great artist. Uh, I got, Thank you. I got, I, you know, I've known her since she was a, a, a little, little kid, but, right? uh, yes. but also got to, you know, experience her art in, in Louder Than a Bomb. And yes. so, first of all, congratulations to her on on, on graduating in the BFA. Thank congratulations you. to y'all. Um, yes. Thank you. I, I, you know, I, I I have a question about being hip hop parents during this time. You know, because I, you know, in a lot of ways, and I talk about this with with Idris a lot, is that you know I feel like hip hop has uh, well suited us for every moment, but this moment in particular. And so yes. I, I wonder what the conversations are like in your home with your daughter about everything that's happening, um, you know, in the streets and, and uh, in, our, in our communities right now. Yeah, there's been a lot of that going a lot on. Of that. <laughs> um, a lot of very different generational thoughts yeah. on how and where things should be. Um, but kind of, to what you said, it's the moment we've been preparing for, right? Um, since Lit X. Like, this is what we were talking about. This is it. So, if you have not been on track, then you're caught off guard. Yep. yep. And you're surprised and you're bewildered, possibly. Right. But if you have been preparing, then you're like, okay, this is. This is it. This is what do? we've been working right. towards. So I think that's a lot of our conversation has been. Um, this is now the moment that we must all be accountable. And are we ready to do what we're supposed to do to, to you know, pass the torch, move forward? Um, it's a it's a time for reconciliation and healing of trauma, not just for us but really for everyone. And so we all have work to do. Right. Um, and our daughter often finds and has found herself in spaces where her voice is not the most represented. So um, again, we've been waiting for this moment. So now is the time to kind of, um, you know, use all the tools and armor we've built up in navigating spaces so far for her, often being the only or one of the few African-American kids and women in spaces, um, you know, we're finding out how important that is for young people to be equipped with those messages as, you know, reflected in the work that you've been doing. So this is it. We get to watch them do what we've hopefully prepared them for. And it's, you know, they get to watch us do what we said we were about. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just in a lot of conversations around that. um, I think also just talking with Ari a lot about you know, Rodney King and the riots in L.A., you know, and, and the thing, I, 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 they have a different type of energy than what we have. You know what I mean? Um, not to kind of generalize, but um, their mentality is burn it down. You know what I mean? 
Um, but, you know, having conversations and saying, you know, this is kind of where L.A. stands now. You know, this is where the West Side stands now after the riots. We have to, I understand we're upset, but we have to put things in perspective and make sure that we are, you know, basically spewing the right narrative to our children and just young folks in general because they are, they, you know, in 10 years we're going to look up, you know, and they will be the future leaders and we need to make sure that their mind state is on the right path as they have to deal with this. Every day is something else new is popping up in the news now. It's like, you know, so it's it's not getting ready to end just tomorrow. So the conversations have to be continued. It, it's not just the one talk about it, you know. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about this? You know, children are watching the news. They're talking to friends, you know, via Zoom or over the phone. So I think it's important for role models and people in their households to make sure that they are having the right conversations with their children about it just to make sure that they're clear because, you know, when you step out of your house, you know, as I tell people, all the, the, the flip side to this is you can lose your life. You know what I mean? You can affect somebody else in your household. So we have to move differently. And we're talking about a generation where they're not used to moving like that. You know, so, yeah, but you, you mentioned a, a lot of things I want to follow up on. And one of them is, is there, there seems, you know, a, I mean, you all have stayed immersed in not only hip-hop culture but also new hip-hop culture like you know you all i mean and maybe it's because you have a daughter maybe because you also adhere to the tenets of freshness in 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 the culture what have you but but how do you bridge that intergenerational divide in your home and just in your practice i know you know amina you know you also i didn't mention up top but you also of course are building a hip-hop space at columbia college and have been for a while you know you have students there who are you know, a generation uh, younger than you in the culture. And so as older heads now or like esteemed, uh, you know, uh, older, elder, I don't know what the fuck, but, um, you know, like how, how do you do that work of maintaining and, and building, you know, KRS said the bridge is over, but how do you how do you build that bridge, I guess? Yeah, you know, um, and thank you for mentioning the work that we're doing over at Columbia College where we happen to have a hip-hop studies minor that we're quite proud of. Let's go. Um, but yeah, we've been trying to, you know, cultivate space, as you, as you said, and um, create opportunities for us to engage with young people around hip-hop. And so I'm fortunate enough to be in a space where I teach a hip-hop history course. And so, you know, in the beginning, I tell the students, it's about me to share with the history with you, but I want you to share your journeys with me, and then we find a way to meet in the middle. And I think one of the ways that I'm finding to bridge the gap is to be perfectly honest with them and truthful about the journey, what the work has been, and possibly what our generation's frustrations are. Because many of them are, it's just a, you all did it this way, you all had it this way, and we don't have to carry that many records anymore. (laughs) So... You know, why are you coming down on me because we have Serato and we don't know about tapes and putting them back together with tape, right? So they're like, we don't care about that. And so it's true. It's not important to know how to repair a cassette tape nowadays to enjoy your music. But once they learn that this is what you had to go through, they have just a little bit more appreciation and there's a little bit more, it gives a little bit more credence to whatever it is you're trying to tell them. And when they understand that the founders of this culture were kids like themselves, 
they understand that, okay, I see why it represents the young youth voice, but it doesn't mean that when you're 40, you're out of the game, right? They understand that it's a continuum, that it's part of, of a, a trajectory and a legacy. For my students, they learn that it's a, less, a legacy in black music. So I bridge the gap with them by just filling in history, like filling in the blanks for them and letting them know what this voice is all about and how powerful it is. And once you do that, then then you've empowered them to one, own it, but also to be able to revere the work that, that has been done. So I think just being like straight up honest with them and not feeling like it's a us versus you know them. Like we were just talking um, to Aria today about the same thing. And I'm like, I can't blame you guys for being addicted to the internet. Like it was here when you got here. It's not your fault that we wanted things so quickly and you know, all these things have been put in place that you don't have to, it's not your fault. And she's like, you know what? You're right. You guys invented the internet to which I responded. I didn't invent the internet. <laughs> yeah. So but, it's about, it's yeah. about honesty and perspective. And I think that, um, you know, that's, that's the least that we owe them of the culture because we cannot expect that. Otherwise they're going to say, we don't listen to lyrics no more. Those are not important because they don't understand that there's a value and how this verse was even built, right? That it wasn't, you know, that it developed. So that it was written, you know, and telling the truth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And tying, um, just tying back and forth, the, especially from a sonic aspect of it, because, you know, it's, it's trap music and drill and a lot of that stuff is heavy in 808, you know, I tell them about MC Shy D and the 808 bass movement in Miami. So I said, it's it's just like I said, it's just like clothes, man. It, it goes in cycles, you know what I mean. So sampling will come back heavy, you know. Sampling, everybody's sampling again now, you know what I mean. Boom bap is back, you know. It'll leave, it'll come back again. So, but but I think um, to Amina's point is when they have an understanding about what hip hop really is, you know what I mean, with the elements and the core and what it was built on. That's that's it. You, there's nothing else. You don't have to, you know, we're not expecting them to, you know, come out rapping a hip. Or how, you know, they're still going to do what they do. You know, they listen to Two Live Crew and some of the other party music that we used to have. And it's the same thing that, that's going on today. Nas FX was mumble rappers back then. I'm just saying, you know, so. Right. So, yeah, so it, it's it's uh, it, it's cool. And especially when I get to go to her class and do like sampling workshops and talk to the other producers about music and talk to the students about music, it's really good to see their perspective of it, you know, and they'll ask me, like, well, who's your favorite rappers? Who's your favorite sample pack? And all this, and I'm like, mm, I don't know, you know, like, well, who's your order? I'll be like, who's your favorite new rapper? And I'm like, uh, Kendrick? Like, you know, and they're like, do you know anybody else? And I'm like, well, you know, and then I'm like, then we're exchanging. And I'm like, well, tell me a couple of guys I need to check out, you know what I mean? And they're like, check out West Side Gun and check out Conway. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, so now I'm in tune with those dudes, and I'm yeah. like, all right, I like the music. So it's just that they like this, and we like this, and it's kind of bringing it together to get a cohesiveness and understanding. Yeah. yeah, no, that's so. real. That's important. That's good work. Um, now, of course, you know, I've known y'all for probably over two decades now, and uh, I've, you know, as I've known y'all, I've known y'all too as as a as a uh, duo. And as a couple, um, you guys have worked together for a minute. So I want to go back and, and just how did y'all meet? Wow. 
See Don't what? get it wrong, Chris. Don't get it wrong. So one night we were at this strip club. One night. Okay. No, wow. Show. Wow. <laughs> right. I was dancing that night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, prolific hip hop educator, Amina Hawkins. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, man, hip hop, hip hop. Yeah. Circa '94, Wicker Park. Right there in that corner. Um, friends, crews, people, new people. Yeah. Um, there are various various little stories about where he saw me first. He feels like it was the Bob Shop. Um, after a show. Yes. And he claims that he saw me and was like, "Oh, who was she?" I don't believe that necessarily. But no, kind of, you know, long story short, we had mutual friends. We knew of each other. And um, coincidentally, we had broken up with our significant others like two days apart. Yep. And um, conveniently so. Yes, right. <laughs> and um, we just kind of started connecting, you know, around conversation, our love for hip hop. Um and then, do I tell them the story story? I mean, you have to now. So, okay, so <laughs> we're at the Elbow Room on a Monday night. Of course. And I get there early, and Chris is outside in his car. Yep. And at the time, I'm starting to think about being an organizer, right? I'm young 20s, in this new hip-hop scene, because, quick backstory, this is great. I grew up in Nigeria from age Six to 16, my father's Nigerian, so we moved there. I come back in 1986. I'm going to date myself, but it's okay because I turned 50 this year, and I'm quite Ooh, proud of damn. that. Wow. Crush um, it. Look at you. So I come back in 1986, never heard of this thing called hip-hop. I find hip-hop through a rap group. I become an MC. Fast forward to 1994. Now I'm in Wicker Park. Hip-hop is budding. I meet this gentleman and I'm thinking about becoming an organizer and I'm talking to Chris about, Hey, so what would you think about like networking events? Like if I started organizing these networking events and we can invite all our friends and I knew really dope people around town who didn't know each other. And I thought networking that way, I don't have to travel so far. So I'm talking to him about the networkings. Um, this is Monday night at the elbow room and, uh, is this the J card night? He knows I did artwork, so he asked me if I could make him a J card. Oh, um, very slick, Chris. Very smooth. Very slick. Yes, but yes, sir. I didn't know what a J card was, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to run to the other side of the club, ask some people. They're like, "Is the artwork inside the CD case?" I'm like, "That's a J card." Boom! I come back. I got you on the J card. So we're talking about the organizing. I got you on the J card. He drove me home after oh. Elbow Room. Wow. Um, nothing happened. I didn't did ask that um, question. Listen. He spent the night, but nothing happened at all. We talked all night. <laughs> so the next day, I've put this whole networking thing in motion. He calls to RSVP for the networking. We set up a plan to meet Wednesday at B-Side mm. on Belmont. Yes. Thank you, right, yes. right under the train, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Now, I think. And yeah. so it was a hip hop spot, you know, yes. uh, Wednesday night, Dirty yeah. hosted. Yeah. So we're there on Wednesdays. He's like, yeah, so you're going to do the networking thing? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do the networking thing. What are you doing after this? Nothing. All right, you want to come by? He came by. That was 25 years ago. Yo. 
He never left my studio apartment. <laughs> she still gets free beats. And I still get free beats. <laughs> and we did the networkings and all of that. But it was yeah. so quick. And I think my mom found out a few years ago, she says, she's like, the first night he moved in? But it was really that quick. It uh, was kind of like, you know. Look, when you know, you know. We've been for a little bit, but when you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think we knew, but we knew. We knew. Yeah. yeah. Is your story different? No, it's the same thing. <laughs> except the only other thing was, um, except for the the night at the box shop. So it was her and it was another another uh, one of her friends. And they were riding in. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, the dark skinned window. I said, she cute. And she got bars. I said, so, you know, you don't just be cute. You know, yeah. you just get cute. But you got cute yeah. and bars. I'm talking. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, all right, who's, who's her? Okay. See, I don't let me know what's going on. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, that was it. Everything else, though, was. Okay. Everything I else. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that everything else. Well, yeah. Chris, I, uh, Amina mentioned she grew up, um, you know, for a very uh, important time period in in Nigeria. Where yes. you're you're from here? Yeah, I am born and raised Chicago. Um, originally from Southside, Inglewood. So, Fifty Second and Peoria. I spent a lot of my time there. Um, by the time I hit like sixth grade, mom moved us out to the suburbs, you know, keep us away from the streets, the gangs and all that stuff. So from, uh, from like sixth grade up until eighth grade, I was in Oak Park. Then from Oak Park, moved out to Bellwood. So we were in Bellwood, Maywood, went to Proviso West. Uh, I was a part of the hip hop, um, posse back in the days we used to call it elements of nature yes which had uh yes. and rubber room wow indigenous theory uh children of reality they had freddie rodriguez in the group wow um gravity just a bunch of different people so yeah so yeah always always just uh chicago you know moved around a little bit here and there i spent some time on the south side and other places west side but yeah born and raised man just i'm a chicago kid Yes. Yeah. No. And you guys stay, you know, repping lovely for the city and for for the culture. I, so, I, urbanized music. How, when did that come into being a partnership between you all? And and I, I know now it extends to you know a number of other artists and events and continues to be a space to network and to build. Um, but yeah, like when, when when did that become a a, a space that you all created? Hmm. I feel like urbanized music was probably officially born around 98, 99. Um, it was really interesting, too, because even though we both came from this MC background, there was a long period of time where we're like, we're not going to rap together. Like, you're going to do your thing and I'm going to do my thing because I didn't want people to think, oh, that's just, you know. Cool Out's girlfriend from Elements of Nature, you know, she raps too. I didn't want people to think she was writing my rhymes, fam. I just got to <laughs> feel I was like, man, I said, you hear a buzz. I'm like, why don't you just take a pen out and put Chrissy in right there? And we good. And everybody, no, no. <laughs> but we were, it was, for me especially, probably not for him, but for me it was real important to, um, you know, have my own space and not be the girlfriend of. Yeah. And, like, people have asked me, people who know us well, did you write that by yourself? And so um, it was real. So it was really important for us to kind of have our own spaces. And then he had been doing his thing with Spillaney's Elements and, you know, production stuff. And I'd been doing my networkings and organizing and poetry. And so it was really important to keep things separate. 
then he was always like playing my beats and like had my bags on the vocals and was at all the shows. And then I'm like, we should do songs together. And it was the same for him when he performed. Um, not that I had his music, but I was always there. And then it just was a, a kind of a natural progression. But it was really important to be independent for a, a long time, like have our work separately. For probably about our first four or five years, we were really intent on having yeah. separate journeys with our work and then it didn't make sense anymore um (laughs) because he was producing all the music anyway and uh right so we decided to kind of collaborate and then it started as a duo and then um we were a trio with uh theo wright we had dj journey join so there was four of us and that was urbanized for a minute and then um, Theo left, and then DJ Bvax ended up joining as the DJ journey moved out uh, west. And then it just kind of became, like you said, a space for networking. And we worked did a few projects with like Tina and Mario, mm-hmm. Tree Roots, um, DJ 007, yeah. Tall Black Guy, Tall Black Guy. Yeah. Uh, Pathfinder, so uh, DJ Jackson. Um, yeah, so it just kind of. I think because we're a, a, a couple, it just became our family. Yeah. And so we just created kind of family um, out of this thing we called yeah. Urbanize. And then production-wise. Yeah. Or as far as what you mean production-wise? like Just the journey of Urbanize. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, production-wise, same. I mean, similar kind, of, similar kind of thing. Like, I would make beats. And a lot of times I would make production or do something, and she would hear it first. And, you know, she hears, like, a hook or something, she starts singing or comes up with a line that that's kind of like a song that we start working on you know so it, it just it, it was really a natural progression with the production stuff with us working on songs together um, yeah. especially with crafting songs for the album because um, Amina's a really excellent writer and I think she's really idea driven when it comes to coming with real catchy hooks so you're welcome yeah so so a lot of times all I have to do is just lay the blueprint, blueprint of what it is Sometimes I might come in and say, hey, I have an idea. I hear this, I hear that, and she'll just grab it, take it, and run with it. Um, sometimes I'll leave the entire song and come back, and she's like, all right, it's done. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, good. This is cool. Um, but it's so easy, though. I mean, you know, you've been here several times, yeah. Kevin. Oh, yeah. so he could be in one room. I can hear the music halfway across the house. And as an MC, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like dream world, because there's just random beats coming out of the studio that haven't been like no one's heard them yet so i get to say hey anybody working on this or is this for anyone um so i'm i'm constantly inspired to to create music sometimes i have to hush myself because there's music just being created and so yes it inspires me to want to write a lot yes and and also i wanted to add that uh, she amina also helps me open up that level of of production that I wouldn't tap into like, like a lot of things I was like I don't want to do that she was like no you, you're style, gonna you're gonna have wise. yeah style wise you know and not necessarily genres but I would I would pigeonhole myself and say you know what and actually I'll say one that was really tough was working on Avery's album because you know I'm working with some of the most magnificent musicians yeah. in the world not yeah. just in Chicago so it was, it was, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm this hip hop producer, you know, I chop samples, you know, I play a few chords, yada, yada. But to 
be in here with these dudes that can actually do stuff. You know, so so a lot of encouragement comes from her part. Where she's like, well, no, go on, you can do this, you can do that, you know, or try try something different, or you know, making you bring that BPM up, you know, bring it up fifteen more BPMs for me. It's a little slow. I need to be able to tap, you know what I mean, or something like that. So um, that always, I mean, just any time, and, and, and also just being that 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 other ear that you know they can say, hey, well, you know what, can you adjust this, or you know, vocals sound a little lower. I don't really like that one too much. You know what I mean? Hey, I never said I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, but for the most part, I, you know, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, you, they say you're supposed to check it before I leave the house. Right. right that's right. So, that's right. So that's, that's that's what it is. So it's definitely a good support system there. And then our writing and collaborating on stuff like we have a lot of other, um, just like Afrobeat, soul, jazz, neo soul kind of stuff that we've been writing for years. So a lot of times when people hear us do that, they're like. Oh wow, you guys do that? We're like, we've kind of been doing that a long time. If you listen to a lot of our stuff, it's a lot of singing songy hooks, um, you know. So, um, but yeah, we have a lot of a lot of new stuff online like that. So I really enjoy those those kind of writing sessions as well. Yeah, I mean, you guys have built such a beautiful home, and and you know the the, the occasions I have been over there, it is a place that you it's a, like a creative haven. You know, you just you walk in, you're like, oh yeah, word, I want to make something here, um, yeah. and so that you. No, thank you all. And that you've, you've built that not only for each other, but for a whole community, you know, and, and, and obviously for your for your daughter, but also for for us, too. I mean, I've, I've been, you know, lucky and I know, you know, they're there. You know, you, you've done that for for a big community in, in Chicago. So thinking about, you know, then the time, I mean, over, you know, well, damn near. 30, you know, 20 plus years in, you know, making music and building a culture in Chicago. What are some of the highlights for you all in, in terms of, you know, where do you look and you're like, yeah, you know what, I'm, I feel really good that we did that or that I made that or, you know, and I'm sure obviously, I mean, like, I, I know one of them has to be the, the you know, hip hop studies program at, at Columbia. But yeah. what, are, what, are, what are some of the other things where you're like, yeah, I, I feel I'm going I'm to hang my hat on this. I, one thing that I'm, I'm, well, a few things that I'm, I'm pretty proud about um, are our experience as cultural envoys in Ivory Coast, yeah. meeting artists and being able to connect with them 10 years ago now where we are able to still maintain relationships. Chris is currently working on a project with one of the artists yeah. who we met during that exchange. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was kind of like hip hop going full circle back to where the roots were. Um, so I think that was something that I was, I was well proud that we were selected to, to be envoys, but then we documented everything, came back and shot a documentary. That's and right, so yeah. the documentary kind of, you know, captures the journey. And I think taking the time to encapsulate that moment in that video was really important because the story will live on forever. And like, like there was so much in there. So I think just making that a thing was really important to be able to constantly tell this story. Um, and then I'm also really happy about um, Chris and I um, and some other organizers creating Hip Hop Heritage Month, Chicago Hip Hop Heritage Month, which was something, uh, a resolution that passed the Chicago City Council in 2003 that recognizes the entire month of July as Chicago Hip Hop Heritage Month. And, you know, so much has changed since 2003. Yeah. In 2003, we needed a hip hop heritage 
month. We needed somebody to organize the event, to do the flyers, to go get people, to put up things, to tell the stories. Now we're more of a an internet, you know, social media generation. And so there isn't that same need for physical space, but it was able to kind of plant certain seeds to help us recognize and acknowledge and create space for Chicago's hip hop history. And so I was really honored to have been a part of that. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I am most humbled by just the role that I have right now to engage with young people about something that I'm so passionate about and um, and that there is a space more than uh, more now than ever for that. I think I'm just I'm happy to have stayed the course so that I can be here now doing whatever it is I'm doing. So, yeah, yeah, cool. I, um, almost ditto what what you said, especially um, especially being selected as a cultural envoy and going to uh, um, to the Ivy Coast. I mean, being a boy from Bellwood being able to go to Africa, that was like, that was huge for me. Um, and really just, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the same paths and the steps that we've been able to take in our journey is, is still being here, one, first and foremost, two, um, doing hip hop, you know what I mean? Like who, who would have thunk it, you know, like you're doing hip hop, you love, love what you've been doing since you were a kid, you know what I mean? I remember break dancing on cardboard, I remember trying to learn how to do graffiti, just, you know what I mean? Just all those things. And now it's, you look at what it's become and, and how powerful the voice is um, of hip hop right now. So, I mean, just, just, just grateful to be here. Um, grateful to still be doing what it is I love to do. And just all of the people that I've been able to meet along the way. I mean, from working with Kanye and working with, you know, all my buddies, Tony Baines and tall black guy, and just a lot of people that I've been able to, to, um, you know, touch their lives and then them touch my life in the same way and to see people be successful and doing what it is they love to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate y'all. And yeah, you guys have made such a big impact carving out spaces and welcoming people into those spaces and nurturing those spaces for so long that I, I just, I'm grateful to y'all for, you know, the continued work and the continued friendship. I guess before before I let you go, I, I, I kind of want to go back to where we started a little bit and just what are some of the things that, that hip-hop taught you that that have prepared you for this moment? Like, what are, or what are some of the lessons, do you think, that, that hip-hop's, uh, you know, imparted, like, into, you know, your, your, you know, either your relationship, your home life, your consciousness that allows you to kind of be ready for now and to also sift through now. Hmm. Hmm. Hip hop made me believe that I could do whatever I set my mind to, that I could have the gall and audacity to try to ask the city council to give us a month to recognize hip hop. Like, so I think hip hop kind of, for me, gives me a platform um, a voice, uh, a vehicle. It connects me very much so um, to my, between my African roots and my African American roots. And in this moment in time, um, the reconnection, the healing that's going on, how our music has told the stories of my people. Um, those are the things about hip hop that I think have prepared me for this moment 
giving me the history. Most of the history that I know comes from hip hop. You know, I have not been to Watts or Compton yet, but I feel like I have. So there's so much that I've been able to learn about people, about journeys, about stories through hip hop. Um, and I know that it is a solid, formidable tool that I can use to connect with people. So for me, it's been that. Yeah. Word. Um, wow. Um, I think very similar for me. Um, hip hop has been. It's been that tool to keep me focused on what's important. Um, and it's also kept me from doing things that I had no business doing. You know what I mean? So while my friends were out doing dumb stuff, I was trying to figure out how to work a drum machine and play a keyboard. Um, so the, I think where hip-hop basically helped give me some foundation, you know what I mean, on just who I am as an individual, you know, because a lot of times you can... You can question what it is that you're doing or say, oh, am I doing this for whatever reasons, whatever, but hip hop has given me a solid backbone. It's given me community. You know what I mean? I have so many, there's so many connections between brothers and sisters throughout the hip hop community and resources that we have that hip hop is of now. That is the language. That is the voice of this generation. That's what these kids are speaking. So with all of the stuff that's going on right now, it's the perfect vehicle to be able to tap into their minds and get them on the straight and narrow or at least give them something that they never experienced or even heard before. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where I feel. And it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, hip hop is, it's hip hop. It's everything. I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all. Well, look, um, where, where's the best place where people could be in tune with all of what you're doing, uh, on the, on the internets, uh, where, where could people, you know, be, be, be kept, kept up to date. Well, the first place I would tell you to go to is uh, urbanizedmusic.com. So, fair enough. You go there, you can kind of catch everything, but you can also catch us on, uh, we're at Bandcamp, we're on uh, Instagram. We're on Instagram as uh, Urbanized Music Shy on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Urbanized Music Shy. Yes. And um, really, Google Urbanized Music. We've been around so long that there's probably something that someone's going to find that we don't know about. So, yes. Google Urbanized Music. No, but yeah, we're all yes. over urbanizedmusic.com. Um, Pandora, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of it. iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. And Kevin, we must also say thank you for all of your work yes, and dedication and commitment to the community. Um, I am a huge, huge, huge fan of Louder Than a Bomb. Of course, yes. you know that. Um, and everywhere I go and every opportunity I tout, my connection as I've been an LTAB parent, I've been a LTAB coach, judge. I've been a judge, I've performed, Spectator. I'm sure I might have volunteered doing something, yeah. I've walked in on random bouts, so LTAB <laughs> holds a very special place in my heart, and you know, what Louder Than a Bomb has done for every single teenager who has ever been a part is nothing I could even measure. I mean, my first taking it to the streets, I was overwhelmed because, um, no, wait, not, is it taking it to the No, that's crossing the street. Crossing the street. Yeah. yeah crossing yeah. the street. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of the other hip hop festival. The, they have, uh, Iman, shout out, shout out Rami. Yes, and, yes, yes, shout out the Iman, network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was overwhelmed 
it was the most beautiful exhibit. And that wasn't even the, the festival. Right. You know, essentially. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Our kids are so much stronger and yes. greater no, because you. of that work and Young Chicago authors and Thank you. No, appreciate you a, appreciate that. You created a hub for him, man. You created yeah. a hub for him. Uh, well, appreciate that, and it it, yeah. it absolutely is mirrored in the spaces that we grew up going to. You know what I mean? And so, thank you yes. for being a part of my experience in those spaces and, and welcoming me in, into those spaces and continuing to build over the years. Um, I really I really appreciate y'all, and uh, we got to get you all more involved with YCA, by the way, Amina. So that's going to be like my entree to ask y'all to be more involved. And, um, awesome. You know, Let me know. I'm down. For Anytime. sure. For sure. I, it's great to have y'all on and in the corner store. Uh, so good to yeah. see you. And, uh, yeah, y'all, please take good care of yourselves, okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks stay safe us, and stay healthy. Yeah, I told you, I told you, Dreesh, I got a track coming y'all way. We got, we got to, you know, we got to bring, I got to bring, you know, the '90s back with both of y'all. All right, let's do it, man. I look forward right. to it. Shout out our super producer DJ Cashera. Big up, boss man Todd Manley. Thank you to our official corner store photog, Mercedes Zapata. Salutes to the snack door, Max. Also, please, y'all, follow our Instagram. It's corner underscore pod on IG, on Twitter. Tell us who you want to see in the corner store. And also, please consider dropping a couple of dollars into our Patreon account. It's patreon.com corner store underscore pod. The corner store is brought to you by Stolen Spirits.